Welcome to the Nature Reliance Podcast, where we explore the history and practical experience of the great outdoors and discover new ways to connect with nature. I'm Craig Cottle, your guide through the fascinating world of natural living and survival skills through experiential education and interviews. Today's episode is brought to you by the Nature Reliance School Online Membership, an immersive online learning experience designed for outdoor enthusiasts just like you. Are you passionate about the outdoors? Do you crave more knowledge about disaster readiness, wilderness survival, bushcraft, tracking, and nature awareness? If so, the Nature Reliance School online membership is your gateway to a community of like-minded individuals, all dedicated to learning and sharing essential outdoor skills. With the Nature Reliance School online membership, you get exclusive access to a wealth of resources, including expert-led tutorials, interactive webinars, and a library of engaging courses, downloadable books, and documents. Whether you're a beginner or an experienced outdoorsman, there's always something new to learn. So don't wait. Click on the link below to join the Nature Reliance School online membership today. Embrace the wilderness, enhance your skills, and become part of a community that values nature as much as you do. Now, let's dive into today's episode. episode of the Nature Reliance Media Podcast. I'm Craig Cottle, the director of Nature Reliance School. I'm very thankful to be here and I'm very thankful that you're here with me. Let's join together as we jump into another episode of storytelling. Yeah, that's where we're moving you all. We've got so much great feedback on the stories that we've been telling. I think it's because stories have a way of getting us information that's a little bit more entertaining. And as we've always tried to be, we're either one of three things, one of the three E's, I like to say. We're on our social media post, on our profiles, on everything that we do, what we try to be is either educational, entertaining, or enriching. And so that's our goal here on the podcast, obviously. We've got so much great feedback on some of the stories that we've been telling that we're just going to move forward. We're going to trudge ahead. Jump in, feet first. We're going to do it all with stories. And I've got a good one for you today. Now, as you well know, if you know me very well at all, if this is the first time you're listening in, thank you for being here. I'm very thankful that we've got such a a nice group of new folks that have been coming in, listening to our podcast and sharing them with others. And I would ask anybody that's listening to me right now, if you like what happens in this podcast, the story, you learn something for it, from it, you there's something about it that you're like, man, that's really cool, share it with somebody. Please, hit that share button. Stomp on it. Yeah, share it on. We appreciate that very much. One way that we wanted to do things is, when I say we, that's me and Tracy. Tracy's got some great stories. I've got some stories. And some of these will be fictional stories. Some of these will be real life stories, just in a hope of all things being something that when you turn away from, turn off, walk away, drive on after the podcast, you've got something that you can utilize in your life. Maybe it just makes your life a little bit better today. Maybe it helps you on your next trip on the outdoors. Maybe it's just something you can utilize to train one of your kids. Just something, something that you get from each and every one of our podcasts is our goal. Today is going to be a real-life story 
And if any of you all out there have read my books, then you know that I start every chapter and every book that I've ever written with a story. So storytelling is not something that's brand new. It's something that we've been doing for a long time. Those that have come to our classes at Nature Blind School, we like to do a lot of storytelling around the campfire at night. The books have always included stories that were true. There was no fictionalization of anything. There was no dramatization of the stories that were put into my books. It's just plain, simple things that have happened in people's life. And basically, I tried to illustrate the topic that I was writing about in each of the books in the story at the beginning of each chapter. And then I go into, throughout the chapter, trying to help people learn the topic. Today, I'm pulling a story out of one of those books. I'm pulling a story out of the book that Tracy and I wrote together, Essential Wilderness Navigation. And this is actually story number one. This is the one that happens in chapter one. It, When I read of this story in the news, it, man, I don't know how else to say it, but it really charged me up. One of the things I want to talk about as it relates to storytelling that we do where we're talking about real life people that I just want to be cautious about is that even though some of the stories that we share, because I share a lot of stories from my own life where I made mistakes and we can learn from them. Sometimes we're going to share stories about people that have made mistakes. We don't mean this to be a derogatory thing. We don't mean to talk down about the people that these mistakes have been made. Most of the time, what we've done is we've taken a story and we use stories from people's lives that we're fairly confident that they would want people to learn from their mistake. There's no doubt in my mind. Just reading the news about this particular happening, there's no doubt that the lady in this story would have wanted you to learn something from her experience so that you could get out there and spend more time outside. So I'm going to read this story to you directly from my book, and then I'm going to have some follow-up items so that we can learn from it. So, again, this starts on page 13 of Essential Wilderness Navigation, written by Craig Cottle and Tracy Trimble. Chapter 1, Choosing the Right Maps and Learning to Read Them. Here's a quote for you. It is only the scholar who appreciates that all history consists of successive excursions from a single starting point, to which man returns again and again to organize yet another search for a durable scale of values. It is only the scholar who understands why the raw wilderness gives definition and meaning to the human experience. Aldo Leopold As an educator of all things outdoors, I don't think there is anything more tragic than someone dying in a wilderness setting, especially when the person had gone to the wilderness to take pleasure in a relatively safe adventure. Unfortunately, that is exactly what happened to 66-year-old Geraldine Largay in the summer of 2013. Largay had already hiked more than 1,000 miles of the famed Appalachian Trail. By all accounts from family and those who hiked and camped with her, she was having a great time and doing very well. Largay was mindful and appreciative enough of the wilderness she loved that she departed the trail at one point to use the bathroom. Typical trail etiquette suggests that hikers should move approximately 200 feet, that's 60 meters, off a trail when using the bathroom for privacy and not to offend other hikers. And that's exactly what she did. Largay had been keeping a journal, and it is evident from her entries that she got lost trying to find her way back to the trail after using the bathroom. 
Upon getting lost, Largay sent several text messages to her husband asking him to contact authorities for help. Even though she hiked to higher ground for better reception, her texts never were, were never sent due to poor cell connection. Previously, she had normal check-ins and the family knew something was not right when she missed the window of time for those. A massive search and rescue operation that lasted several weeks did not turn up any conclusive evidence of her whereabouts and was eventually concluded. This fact did not stop wilderness enthusiasts from continuing the search for her when they were in the area. Her journal entry suggests that she actually lived for approximately 26 days after she left the trail. She eventually succumbed to the combination of exposure, dehydration, and starvation. Her body was found two years later inside of her sleeping bag. Now, you know as well as I do, there's a lot to be learned from this incredibly sad story. The first lesson is to enjoy life to the fullest, just like Geraldine did. She had earned the trail name. If you're not familiar, if you hike trails often, and particularly if you hike the Appalachian Trail or Pacific Crest Trail, one of these larger trails, you'll get a trail name. And her trail name was Inchworm because she was a tad slower than the ones that passed her while hiking the trail. However, she was out there hiking more than a thousand miles, which is that's just fantastic to me. It just, you know, she's a lot older than I am. I don't think I could hike that right now. There's no way. And she was immensely enjoying herself along the way. Now, I've read many accounts of her story and feel confident in saying that, again, as I mentioned earlier, even though this is an incredibly tragic experience, it's one that we can learn from. Knowing how much she enjoyed others and how much she enjoyed being in the outdoors, I feel confident in saying that if we can learn something from it, then there's the smallest, tiniest bit of positivity that can come from this situation, which is tragic for her family. And just, it hurts me to think about it. But here's some things that I would like to share that'll help you learn from this particular situation so that it's not repeated. Let's assume for a moment that you have zero land navigation skills. You don't know anything about a map. You don't know anything about a compass. You don't know how to use a GPS. You don't know any of that stuff. Here's some things that you can do so that, again, this doesn't happen to you. First off, when you leave the trail, Mark the trail with a rock or something of that nature that you can see standing above the leaf litter or something of that nature. And as you walk, drag your feet. And if you're so inclined and you don't think it'll negatively influence the environment, break a branch every now and then so you can see the white of that branch as you walk down into the woods. It would be my suggestion before you start that you look at where you're standing, look down into the woods and find that tree that you're going to get behind so that you can walk directly to it. And as you walk, and this is really good advice on all trail hiking and all off-trail hiking, walk a short ways and then turn and look back so you know what it looks like from the direction that you're going to be walking back towards when you go back to the trail. Several things are happening here. Number one, you're getting a visual in your head of what it looks like visually, literally, what it looks like. Hey, that tree that you might not have noticed walking one direction looks very distinct going back the direction you came. If you drag your feet, you'll be able to notice the overturned leaves, perhaps, that you've left on your way down to your pea spot. And lastly, at the very least, you might see those little popcorn pieces, if you will, of white 
portions of the branches that are showing. Then again, don't do that if that's harmful to the environment. But at the same time, if you're not comfortable leaving a trail, then take the steps necessary that you need to take so that you can get back to the trail. This is not something that doesn't happen. This is It's not just an isolated story. This has happened multiple times where people left the trail to use the bathroom and then they just didn't get back to the trail. That's why I want to throw those things out at you. If you have some land navigation skills, then you can do this. Get out your compass, and when you leave the trail, take a heading. The azimuth that you're walking down, and know what your reverse azimuth is going to be. It's going to be 180 degrees difference from the one that you take originally. So let's say that you leave the trail and you head due south, for example. That's 180 degrees on your compass, right? You walk a straight line. You pick out a tree down there that's on 180 degrees. You walk to it. You go down there and do your business. You t- set your compass back to what? Well, that's 180 degree, 180 degree difference, so it's going to be 360 or zero, right? Which is basically the same thing. You set your compass on that, and then you head right back to the trail. Okay? The other thing that you can do, maybe even easier is you're basically going to do the same thing. You're just going to do it slightly different. So listen to me closely. If you use a base plate compass, for example, made by Sunto, that's who we recommend at Nature Reliance School, Sunto or Brunton, one or the other. Those are great compasses. Then if you set your compass to 180 degrees as you leave the trail, that means the red arrow, which is going to be the north-seeking arrow, is going to be inside the, the meridian arrow inside the compass. Go down, do your business to the tree that we mentioned before. And then leave your compass exactly where it is. And when you get back, or when you start heading back to the trail, then just put the black arrow or the white arrow, whichever arrow you have that indicates south in the housing, and head back. You're going to be walking directly back on the line opposite that you came. Last but not least, if you have a GPS, then what you can do is as you leave the trail, mark your point, hey, this is... And, and Put words in there that describe it, say, uh, leaving the trail or something of that nature. And walk down through there. Go do your business wherever it is. You can walk as far as you want to to be safe and, and secure away from everybody. Do your business while you're in the woods. And then set your compass to go back to that point. We prefer utilizing Gaia GPS. That's one of the things that we recommend at Nature Reliance School for people to use. It's a fantastic app. You don't need cell service to be able to utilize this app. It works exceptionally well on your phone, both Android and iPhone. And the way you do this on Gaia, which is real simple, is you find that point, you click on it with your finger, and you say, guide me. Okay? Guide me back to that point. And then it'll give you a directional heading. The arrow on your GPS will point in that direction, and then you can walk to it. And it'll get you right back to the trail. So those are some real simple ways that I think are beneficial so that you don't fall victim to what Mrs. Largay did. And again, tragic situation. This has happened to numerous people. I got lost in a very similar situation before I understood land navigation skills very well at all. And so it's not that she made huge mistake, but at the same time, let's learn from the situation that happened and see what we can take from it and gain valuable insight so that it doesn't happen to us. This has been Craig Cottle with the Nature Blind School. I'm the director and lead instructor, if you will. 
Thank you for joining us here on the Nature Reliance Media Podcast. Give us some feedback. Shoot us an email at podcast at naturereliance.org. If there's something that you have gathered information from and you can utilize it, then please drop us a line. That gives Tracy and me some encouragement that what we're doing is right. (laughs) Our goal has always been to help people. Our goal has always been to, again, offer some sort of education, enrichment, or something of that nature so that we can help people spend more time outside, do so safely, come back home, and then go back out and do it again. So again, thanks for joining me here. Come on, join in. Let's learn together. That wraps up another fantastic episode of the Nature Reliance Podcast. I hope today's journey has inspired you to explore and connect with the natural world in new and exciting ways. Before I say goodbye, remember to check out the Nature Reliance School online membership. If today's episode sparked your interest in wilderness skills and outdoor adventures, this online community is the perfect place for you to start or continue your journey. You can currently sign up for a year for only $99 and get two months for free. Click the link below to discover a world of expert-led courses, engaging content, and a vibrant community eager to share their knowledge and experiences. Whether you're starting your outdoor journey or looking to deepen your existing skills, the Nature Reliance School online membership is here to guide you. Thank you for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe for more adventures and share this podcast with your fellow nature enthusiasts. Until next time, come on, join in. Let's learn together.